0: Before we get on with the show, I would like to give a quick shout-out to Ms. Mickelson, our Merced High School head librarian, for her help in securing a microphone for the We The Students podcast. Also, a quick reminder that here on We The Students, we strive to bring important topics relevant to our listeners. Want to submit an idea or would like to be featured on this podcast? Visit www.mhswts.weebly.com. Again, MHSWTS. WTS, standing for WeThestudents.weebly.com. Thank you. Hello. Welcome to Merced High School's We The Students podcast, where we delve into questions and issues high schoolers want answers to. I'm your host, David Chen. Today, we will be looking at what college courses truly mean to high school students, how they affect our lifestyle, and what you, our wonderful listeners, should consider before taking our college course. As you know, many of our students here consider taking a course at our local junior college, citing reasons such as earning college credit, taking classes as a replacement course, or simply as a challenge. Today we have a special guest that is one of our very own. He's a senior here at MHS, is the current Water Polo League Most Valuable Player, and a college course veteran, having taken multiple classes in chemistry, music history, calculus, and more. Please welcome Nicholas Eccles. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Yep. Glad to be here. Yep. Thank you. And, um, you know, as you know, this is our pilot episode, so I'm really glad that you can open this series up with one of the probably the most important topics that kind of grapples our current high school school dilemma. And I know that many students have that either question or concern about college courses in high school. So again, thank you for, for coming by for your input. All right, so um, I just kind of want to start off um, you know, introducing your career in terms of college courses, you know, what you've taken, uh, what year you've taken them, and just kind of a summary of what you've done so far.
1: So my junior year, uh, my second semester, I began with calculus and with intro to microeconomics. And then senior year, first semester, I took essentials of American political system, which is basically government. And... Um, Child development, and then currently I'm in general chemistry and American popular music history.
0: Cool, um, and of course, probably you know the most straight up question that anyone would want to ask: why take these courses in the first place?
1: So the main motivation for me, of course, was the college credit. Yeah, I just I wanted to get some college credit before I went to college to kind of ease into the system more, have more leeway with what cla- how many classes I have to take, and. Uh, the original, very optimistic goal, was to graduate in three years and try to save a little money from college tuition. But I, at the very least, I'll have more free time in college. Okay.
0: And, uh, you know, of course, uh, hearing recently that you've, um, you've been accepted into UC Santa Barbara. Congratulations, by the Thank way. Thank you. Um, you know, how do you know that these college credits can be transferred? Because that was one of my main questions as well when I took two courses in psychology and uh, Spanish. Where I didn't know whether or not these credits would be accepted into the college of my choice. So, do you know of the system or process of transferring college credits?
1: Yeah, there's actually a website called assist.org, and it you choose an institution. So, for example, Merced College, and then you choose a second, like where you want to go, and so UCSB, and it shows what the Merced co- College course is comparable to at UCSB or any other California college. Oh, wow. so it just gives you you can see what class you want to take and you see if that'll transfer and what it would compare
0: to at that other college huh so that's just kind of like a just like a glossary of everything that you need in terms of transferable college credits yeah wow okay and this is assist.org yes assist.org okay cool and and you've checked like other colleges as well that you've
1: that you've applied to right yes I've checked. UCLA a bit, uh, UC Merced, just kind of gloss through real quick. See which courses mine will transfer because all all schools are different.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you know, out of those, did you see which courses that were accepted or were transferable? Um, so out of those, Merced College has a,
1: a transfer breadth of their own on their website that you can find, and it'll show the courses that transfer to CSUs and UCs. Now for other schools, I don't know. I you'd have to talk to someone else about that a counselor Uh but for california schools it's very easy to find information online
0: oh okay and yeah and uh, i'm sure ucs have similar systems of their own csu's have similar systems of their own yes yes okay ucs are very similar to each other Mm -hmm. yeah okay and um you know we've mentioned before that you have a one sibling an older sister she goes to uh, college in wisconsin
1: Yeah, I have one older sister who's a senior at a private liberal arts college
0: in Wisconsin. Cool. And um, do you know if she pursued a similar college class in high school? Uh, she did not, no. She just took a few AP classes
1: and just went straight to college. Nothing too major. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, yeah. And it's, it's kind of interesting that you do mention um, AP courses because, um, you know, obviously some people see AP courses as a replacement for college courses. Some people see college courses as a replacement for AP courses, and some people see both of them as possible venues for college credit. So, you know, what's your opinion on, like, AP courses versus college courses, your thoughts? To me, it just it depends
1: on the class and what you're in it for. If you're in it for the straight college credit, then college courses are a great opportunity because AP courses require you to pass that AP test at the end of the year, and if you're not as confident with that, then you can take the college course. But as a fallback, the college course is typically a bit more difficult and will have other stress, and you have to actually go to the college. Yeah. So you're taking more time out of your day, out of your already probably busy schedule to take this class. It's also more compacted because college is one semester, whereas mm-hmm. AP courses are two.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about how you know college courses can affect your lifestyle as well. But um, again, so in terms of AP courses, what have you taken? Uh. Junior, I took AP Statistics, AP Language
1: Composition, and AP Physics. And currently, I'm in AP Biology and AP
0: Literature. Okay. And in terms of comparison for our listeners, um, just based off workload purely, not having to do with, you know, obviously transportation is an issue and, you know, the pacing, but in terms of workload, how many hours you spend on each course, which one would you say that it took more time out of your day, AP courses or college courses? Not, not, not accounting for the actual time spent in class? Yeah, I mean, because I understand that, you know, for instance, AP biology you could have a much different workload yeah. than, like, AP,
1: yeah. you know. So just off by, comparing AP Bio
0: to, AP, or
1: to Chem at the college, AP Bio, AP Biology is so much more homework. Uh-huh. So, like, chemistry at the college barely is any homework. A lot of the col- uh, college classes don't give a ton. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more just a test that are weighted so much your grade. So if you're not a good test taker, you might want to stick with AP. Oh, okay. So that's Um, interesting. But still, chemistry is like the class I'm taking now since it's only two nights a week. It's four hours each each time. So it's a lot of time spent in class and then not as much time at home just studying for some exams or lab write-ups. Yeah. That's all you have to do at home. But bio, you have 40 minutes in class, five days a week, and then hours of homework every week.
0: Wow. Reading, yeah, and uh, you know I'm sure we all know the uh, the uh, kind of notoriousness of some of the science AP courses here. Yes, but um, but yeah, obviously now when we're taking our workload into consideration, we have to ask: um, Do you feel like you're prepared in terms of your courses? For instance, your courses you took junior year, do you feel like you really disseminated the knowledge um, from your courses, and do you think you can apply to your college to your college experience as well?
1: At the time, yes, I felt. Uh, for example, calculus, I was really absorbing a lot from that course. I was uh-huh. taking, uh, I was actually taking pre-cal honors at the same time as calculus at the Oh, college. while you're taking? Calculus. Yes. Wow, okay. And I, w- I felt like I was learning a lot about calculus and I had a pretty firm grasp of what was going on. However, you tend to forget that fairly quickly. Wow. So now I <laughs> don't really, I don't remember much about calculus. And yeah. if I have to go into Calc 2, which I probably will, uh, this this fall at a college it'll be rough
0: yeah yeah and uh, you know forgetting material is is common throughout courses yes, whether it be college definitely. or high school itself yeah. so that's that's an issue that's that's you know grappled with students regardless but um, you know I'm sure that mr Hagerman wouldn't uh, agree with that path but yeah taking pre-cal honors while taking calculus is uh, while taking ca- calculus at the college specifically could be considered a pathway for some students who want to accelerate their um, math pathway. So just out of curiosity, how did that feel in terms of capabilities and feasibility itself?
1: Well, I, I would say it would depend on the student. For Come me, on. since I felt I had a pretty good grasp on mathematics, it it was just it was fairly easy for me to adjust to that new workload. And uh, college courses are very compacted since yeah. it's yeah. what we're used to a year of work in one semester. So if you're not great with math or you don't have that good grasp of precalculus or calculus then going in you'll have you'll probably have some trouble keeping up but if you do then you can keep up and a lot of the things you learn in calculus you don't necessarily need from pre-cal like precal is a good prerequisite for calculus but in this case um i wasn't really missing i wasn't missing any knowledge going in okay and and that could be due to previous preparations. Well, yes, know. like integrated math three was definitely helpful, essential. Okay,
0: yeah, um, you know. So obviously, you are well rehearsed in math, and but some people might not share that same confidence in math. So at least to the students who would be considering this as a as a pathway or a possible you know course load, you know, what type of advice would you give them in terms of the precal plus calc at the college? Uh. I would say, I mean, you know, it could be, it, it's tough because, well, I, let's just say this. What, what was the most challenging part of that for you, specifically for taking pre-cal in college at the college? The most challenging part for me was probably the exam
1: preparation. Oh, exam. Because again, for pre-cal or For calculus. calculus. Hmm. For, I mean, compared to calculus, pre-cal just felt easier, and <laughs> it, it just seemed that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I never had much of a problem with pre-calc. I was just lucky. A lot of, I know a lot of students struggle in that class, and even more so in AP Calc with
0: Hagerman. It's a very, very rigorous course. Okay, cool. So, you know, thank you for the insight as well. Um, obviously, now we kind of want to branch out to more than just some of the math courses. Yeah. Um, one thing that you did that I know that, that you said you took was microeconomics, which consequently serves as a replacement for senior class AP government and politics. So I'm just curious, did you take that class either for the replacement or for the credit? I Originally, I took that for the
1: credit. I wasn't actually aware it replaced the course. before When I enrolled, I didn't know that I could do that. I was still planning on taking Keynes, Econ, and AP Government mm-hmm. during my senior year. But, um, I actually was talking to, after I took Econ, I was talking to another counselor here at school, and they informed me that I can replace Econ. And if I take political science, I can replace government too. So I decided to just take political science and let me have one more free period
0: here. Huh. Okay. And so, so basically, in general, your motivations were more for the college credit rather than the replacement course, I take this, over that. Yes.
1: Original, college credit was my main motivation for, throughout the whole time.
0: Uh, all okay.
1: my whole college career.
0: Okay. And, and that's a, obviously a very good motivation. and. Um, but of course there are some courses that are offered at the college that serve almost exclusively as a replacement course for, for here in high school. One of the most well known of course being English 1A, 1B being a replacement for the high school's AP English language and literature. So just to double check, you didn't you did not take AP English uh, 1A. a no, oh, no I, did not, I
1: did not take English 1A. Oh well, yeah, 1 English
0: 1A at the college. You did not take no. that. Uh,
1: originally my the first semester of my junior year I was planning on it. They offered it at the high school, after school, which was a great opportunity. But I didn't feel comfortable enough with all the AP and honors courses I had that year. I wasn't... It was just... The year was just starting, and I didn't know if I was going to have enough time, especially since it was during practice. Uh, So if you have extracurriculars, that's something to think about, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we'll... we'll
1: But there's a misconception about English 1A and 1B Mm that I I think we should clear up. English 1A is comparable to junior English. Yeah. It is English language, and it would replace that course. So, if you are a junior and you're taking English one A to get rid of your junior or to get rid of senior year English, you can't do that.
0: English one A only works for junior year English, and English one B for senior year English. Oh, okay. So they they can't be used as a just a general replacement for English in general. No. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, And, and I've heard of people making that mistake before I, i'm sure you know ian Forrest. yes yeah so you know he's he's a junior turned senior this year and his english 1a credits couldn't be cons- transferred to a senior english which w- would give him the graduation requirement so now he has to take another english so so yeah um obviously you know many people citing um cited reasons to take english 1a because they thought ap english would be tougher um, did you ever take a college course that you thought would be probably an easier workload than a replacement course?
1: No, um, I never took college courses just because I thought it'd be easier. Mm-hmm. That, that wasn't my motivation either. What's your opinion on, on that sort of reason? I, of- I don't think that's a good reason, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, I, I feel you should have other motivations other than just trying to escape some what could potentially be a hard course here at the high school. Like, for example, I know a lot of people fear AP English language with Miss Chiesa. Mm-hmm. So English 1A could potentially get them out of that. Yeah, replace that, yeah. But the thing about that is you aren't learning as much about English. Like, sure, Chiesa's was a pretty hard class for me, but I learned so much from that class. I My writing skills improved a lot, and I just felt a lot better about English. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'd taken the college class, if I'd taken English 1A, I probably... Yeah, it may have been a bit easier. I probably could have just gotten through it, but I wouldn't have improved at all. Uh, And now, as I go into four four years of college and whatever else I have in store, having that knowledge,
0: those skills I learned from Kiesa will definitely help me more than the college course would have. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, of course, this also serves as a foreshadow for our um, AP series in the future of this podcast where we uh, take closer looks into each individual AP course. Um, you know gain insight there as well and you know who knows you may be back for another episode with us Um, okay so now moving on to lifestyle and this is another question and another aspect of college classes in high school that many students fear or do not know about or just have questions that they may not be um, answered unless it's from someone who actually experienced it so just for you um, kind of to introduce this idea can you give us like a summary of what your normal day is when you have a college course that day? So
1: I, I'm i in aquatics. Mm-hmm. So my normal day when I have a college course, I currently I'm in two, a yeah. morning class and a night class. So when I have the night class, I get home from practice. I have little over half an hour to eat, to get ready for my college class, do whatever I need to do. And then I'm at the college for potentially four hours. Four hours? Yes, it's from 5.30 to 9.50. 9.50? Yes, oh, because... Wow. Uh, Science class there have a lab component, and that can run for a long time. Sometimes you get out early, but you can't count on that. So those days, when I have homework, I need to get done for the next day. It's very hard to do. You have to stay up much later than you normally would. Oh, wow. And then with morning class, um, you just wake up a bit earlier and then go to class at the college. Now, for some students, for most actually I'm lucky enough to have a free period first and second since I'm enrolled in college classes and I'm a senior with yeah. this new seven-day period. Uh-huh. But others won't have that opportunity to because the class doesn't end until 9.15, which is after second period starts. Oh, So you, you won't be able to get back to class in time.
0: Okay. And, and on a given day, given that there's no, no morning practice for swimming, like what time do you wake up? What time do your classes start and so on?
1: So I I wake up at 6.45 on a day I have morning class. I shower, eat, get ready for school, and then I'm out the door by 7.45. And then uh, park at college, just go to my class. It's normally about an hour in there, just of lecture, taking notes, and then I have time to run home real quick and then grab my stuff for
0: swimming and go to school. Wow. And, of course, this is all compounded by courses like ap biology and ap literature that both have significant workloads either occasionally or all the time so that's definitely definitely a very difficult feat to pull off so in terms of time management um you know where do you get where do you get that drive to maintain your schedule because obviously it's very tight it's a very tight schedule so what do you do any tips that you have or just insights
1: uh finding a routine that works for you something that's i i found work great for me uh-huh. Like every day after practice, um, but when I have chemistry at night, I'll just go home, sit down, make, make a sandwich, and watch TV. Uh-huh. And just that—that that, like forty minutes or so before class is just a nice little period to relax because I know I'm going to be in class for another four hours after getting out of high school. Uh-huh. But I just relax, don't worry about it, and then go to class after after I finish watching TV, <laughs> and yeah. then. Once I get home I can start homework or whatever else I need to do.
0: Okay. So you, you, you emphasize break time, you know, in the midst of a yes. hard work schedule. Yes, because if if I didn't have that break it
1: would just be high school from nine to nine, nine to nine. four and then college right after and when you don't get any break you just the stress builds up. And you just find it harder and you find less motivation to go on and do your Courses to yeah. do your work.
0: Yeah, and that's an issue: burnout, right? Yes. Um, have you ever experienced burnout either this year or last year? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Wait. I def- uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, oh. um, just so much work just builds
1: up. Like for chemistry and for bio, the tests always seem to be on the same day, uh, like tomorrow. Oh, oh, <laughs> um, shoot. Okay. So is, there's just a day where you kind of feel you have so much work, and you don't know if, if you're going to be able to get it all done in time or not, and then you just kind of go blank like you don't talk as much you're just worried about all this work and that that is very difficult that's the hardest part of taking college and high school classes at the same time yeah you just i i haven't found a great way to deal with it but it's all it's always worked out it's always been so much easier than i thought it was going to be okay yeah and you just
0: build up the problem in your head so much you know yeah that's true that happens and And just to confirm, which I already know, but um your grades in all your classes so far are are holding up nicely, right yeah, I've been able to get an A in all my college classes uh-huh. so yeah, that's a wonderful feat in your part um you know, truly difficult um any last lifestyle you know recommendations or even insights uh
1: definitely something before you take college classes is make sure you know how to actually read a textbook <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of these classes here, with the exception of AP Bio, that I've taken have required you to actually sit down and read a book. Yeah. But I know for uh, chemistry and for calculus at the college, there are definitely classes where reading is 90% of what you do. Oh, You wow. just read and then do your work mm-hmm. and then have to study for the exam from the book. Not always are the teachers going to have lectures prepared for you or PowerPoints where you can take notes. It's not always like that. Instead, they expect you to read and have that supplemental knowledge to go into lecture, and then base, the lectures based on what you read. So if you didn't read, you won't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, so, so you would emphasize self-learning as probably one yes. of the most important tools? Yes, Self, self-learning is definitely important.
1: And then with lifestyle, make sure you have time where you can sit down and read and not just put it off. Uh-huh. Do you have a, a special place where you read and, and try to focus on Yes, the I, I found it best to not read on my bed. Because, um, I mean, yeah. you, you always want to go to sleep. It's, you don't want to work and relax in the same environment because then the two start to intermingle and
0: it never goes well. Oh, okay, great tip, great tip, and I agree with that. I also have a separate place to relax and do work. It's, it's very important for that. All right, so, you know, that, that was some great insight on your part. Um, I'd like to kind of wrap it up with um, some ideas about just, of course, you started taking um, college courses in your junior year. So yes. that transition between sophomore and junior year, what went through your mind to let you decide? Yes, I want to take college courses. Yes, I want to get college credit. Yes, I want to prepare myself for college. You know what? What were kind of your what were kind of your um, thoughts before you took college courses, or what, what did you consider at least?
1: Well, I considered taking a college course first semester of my junior but I wanted to adjust. Um, okay. I knew the adjustment from sophomore junior was going to be extremely tough because I hadn't been in any AP or honors courses but after, after that first semester of junior I saw it was kind of it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be and yeah. I could handle more work. Uh-huh. So I just I wanted to do as much as I could while I was in high school while college was still free. Yeah. Sure. Because yeah, it's I mean it's $23 at yeah. the college. It's yeah. not bad at all. Okay. So I I just wanted to do as much as I knew I could.
0: I felt lazy. I felt like I had too much time at home, <laughs> and it didn't feel right. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. Um, so yeah, now to kind of um, give our listeners a little bit more of um, what they're hoping for, in terms of your experience, everything that you've accumulated through your two years of college course, you know, experiences. You know, what would you say, or at least what advice would you give to incoming sophomores, incoming juniors, or even incoming seniors? Or, heck, maybe even incoming freshmen. If they're interested in taking college courses, what do you say to them? Uh, definitely make sure you know how to read the book. Read the and book. above all,
1: make sure you have the time to take on more courses. Because you don't know how hard it's going to be going in. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of work for these courses, for chemistry, for example. And if you don't have extra time already off of high school, then I would not recommend taking a course. Because it adds so much more time. If you're already struggling to get your work done, uh-huh. do not take a college course. Okay. Okay. You don't and want to add more onto
0: that. Yeah. No. I I understand. I, I agree as well. Um. So and of course, did you have to make any sacrifices? I'm sure you had to deal with, you know, losing some sort of either something vague like sleep or time oh. itself. Like what what did you have to sacrifice in your opinion? Anything? To uh, take college course.
1: Definitely some like for example team bonding. Uh, team they bonding. have. Dinners every once in a while before a big meet oh, or a big game or something, yeah, and since I have sense. class, I'm not able to go to those. Yeah, or sleep. Yes, that's definitely one you lose some nights because you have class late at night, and then you have to do your work, and then potentially go around to morning practice the next morning. Yeah, so not you're not getting tough. as much sleep as I'm used to, as you're used to.
0: Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I mean, for morning practice at least. Um, so you have you had nights where you had to came back from lab nine p.m. in the nine p.m. at night homework till midnight or later and then morning practice the next day. I
1: have been lucky that actually hasn't happened because I yeah. I you also need to plan ahead with yeah. the college course. that's very important planning ahead when you know you have class that night don't put all your work off until that night yeah. try to get it done before okay like prepare to not have any not have any time to do anything that night. Uh-huh. Actually, the only night where um, I had to stay up before morning like that was before I had the night class. Oh, it was AP bio work, and I was stressing out <laughs> about all this work. So I decided, you know what, I'll just stay up. What's the point of sleeping for three hours when I have to be up for morning? That's true. That's so true. I just got to work through.
0: Yeah, all right. And it was a terrible day. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. So so just to recap, um, Nick, you're you know a fantastic student. You're obviously a very successful student as well. You've been accepted into multiple colleges now. You're obviously um, also waiting for UCLA. I heard. Yeah, UCLA and UC Berkeley, UC Berkeley. Okay, so you know we wish the best of luck for you on, on those you. on those on that news. But again, you took calculus, you took microeconomics, child development. Um, what else? Uh, political science. Political science. Chemistry. Chemistry. And music history. And music history. So you obviously have a you know, very well rounded repertoire of college courses um and yeah obviously students are looking at least in here at merced they're looking at english they're looking at science history to replace history as well world history i know um but yeah since you've kind of had a well-rounded course level at least what what would you say is the hardest course so far that you've taken ap biology oh no no sorry uh, sorry for college courses. oh (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. my bad
1: okay um Probably the chemistry course I'm currently... Chemistry? In. Yes. Because Mainly because of the time, right? I'm sure. Uh, time is definitely a factor, and just the understanding of the lecture, because it's some pretty tough concepts. Tough. Yeah. Calculus, I mean, I was prepared for that from pre-cal. pre-cal, and everything else was meant as an intro course, as people were just coming in, just starting to learn this. Oh, but chemistry but is chemistry, the second class. Yes. The oh. chemistry I took... Um, Chemistry four, chemistry two A is actually a prerequisite for this. Uh-huh. But if you have a B or higher in high school chem, then you can submit a prerequisite challenge for this. So I did that. But since I hadn't taken high school chem for about two years, I was coming kind of short-handed. I didn't really know like what, as much as the other students who had taken chem two A. Yeah. So I felt a bit behind, and things seemed to be going a bit fast. Yeah. So I'm I'm still trying to not really catch up, but adjust to this sort of class.
0: Yeah, I understand. And that could be tough sometimes. So, so yeah, um, again, that kind of wraps up our episode for um, episode one of We The Students podcast. Again, Nick, thank you so much for coming in, for your time, your insights. I'm sure all of our listeners would be um, very glad to hear, you know, what it truly means to take on college courses in high school. Um, But, yeah, uh, just to tease this to our listeners as well, um, Nick has... uh, consider the fact of coming on the show again. So, you know, keep a lookout for him in the future. And I guess we'll see you very soon. Thank you. Thanks. One last thing before we end our podcast. Um, after our interview with uh, Nick Eccles, he didn't want to mention one thing about online courses specifically. Now, he did not mention this during the podcast, but some of the classes that he took, including microeconomics and child development, were actually online courses. Um, I understand that English 1A could also be taken as an online course, and also some other history courses. He did have separate advice and insight regarding online courses. Um, you know, for him specifically, both his classes, economics and child development, the work was due on Sunday, so he really emphasizes specifically for online classes that you have to delegate your time, spread out your work. You know, for him, any any time he saw free time, he took it to complete. You know, whatever he needed to do because. For procrastination, at least you know he did. He did admit that um, he did procrastinate occasionally for Sunday night. But in terms of college classes and high school classes, he really recommends if you are taking online class or multiple on class, online classes or online classes plus college classes on site that delegation of time and proactivity are probably your two best friends. When um, in those regards, so again. Now's the official end of the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in soon again. Thank you.